Are you tired of waiting for sparks to fly on your dating app? Do you dream of running through airports to deliver an out-of-breath, unplanned monologue? Then stop doom-scrolling and start listening to Meet Cute Rom-Coms. Feel-good love stories that take you from chance encounter to grand romantic gesture in just 15 minutes. We're bringing rom-coms back. Get a brand new Meet Cute series on the first Tuesday of every month with new episodes twice a week. Fall in love with Meet Cute Rom-Coms wherever you find your podcasts. Is this where we kiss? Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark Review Podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm a longtime Hallmark movie fan. I'm Wendy. I'm your former Hallmark hater. Today we're discussing a season for family. You might notice that this did air a couple of weeks ago, but we're back with a review. I call it scheduling gymnastics. That's exactly right. If you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, come follow us on Instagram. We're Girls Gone Hallmark and Megan and Wendy. Jump into our booming Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And when I say booming, I mean booming. We are at Girls Gone Hallmark in Facebook groups. I'll leave a link in our show notes if you want to check it out. It's a, I'm very proud of that group over there. Me too. Me. Especially after yesterday. And if you know, you know. And if you don't, hop in. Mm-hmm. It's the holiday season and it's nice to give things. And one of the things you as listeners can give is a five-star rating and review of this podcast. And I'd like to read a recent review because they make us feel good. This one is titled Well-Researched and Fun. There are a lot of Hallmark podcasts to choose from. Girls Gone Hallmark is a fun podcast where they share their point of view on movies Even if they're not so keen on some, you don't feel bummed that you have an opposite opinion or insulted like some other places. This is like hanging out with your friends and chatting about your favorite movies. Hey, thanks. That's so nice. That's so nice. Also, I want to say, if you found us from our appearance on Deck the Hallmark, hey, thanks. We love having you here, too. That is right. Thank you for coming on over. In the Hallmark world, obviously, they're not like Fast and Furious dropping news this time of year. You know, Mm -hmm. everyone's got their out-of-office notifications on. But on Christmas Day, they are running a marathon of 2023 movies, which works out to 12 movies in a 24-hour period. And I think it's some interesting choices. Would you like to hear what they are? I would love it. Starting at 1.01 a.m. with Where Are You Christmas? Good, solid choice, I think. I Followed so by Our Christmas Mural. Then we ramp back up with Mystic Christmas. And then Christmas with a Kiss. <laughs> Do you think it's like one good one, one not so good one? Well, one good one, one not so <laughs> then we go Navigating Christmas. Then we go Everything Christmas. Oh, then we go Magic and Mistletoe. Then we ramp back up with Hall of the Holly Lit Up. Continue the fun with Christmas Island. 7 p.m. in that primetime spot, we have a Biltmore Christmas. The feel-good feels continue with the Heidelberg holiday. And we round it out with some good old-fashioned eye candy in Flipping for Christmas. Ah, interesting. interesting. Is Flipping choices. for Christmas on at like 11 p.m., 10 p.m.? 11, 11 p.m. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they 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 put their their best performing movies in the biggest most watched time slot. Some of them are an interesting choice to me. Oh, for sure. For sure. Not even some of my favorite movies. Uh-uh. There, I think I think there were better movies uh-huh. this season than what's on that lineup. I wanted to ask you, on Christmas Day in the evening, do you sit down and watch TV, movies? Usually we will. Our mm. Christmas Day is more like 
lunch. Like we eat around two o'clock. And so by five, everyone's kind of cleared out. Mm-hmm. We will settle in and watch. Not a Hallmark Christmas. movie, though. No. I saw that the VIP packages for Christmas Con next December have sold out already. In like four minutes? Yeah, something crazy like that. You can still get tickets. All the tickets are still available for every day. So you just don't get the VIP access. Congratulations to them on their success because that's wild. I, I know VIP always sells out early. I think that's got to be the earliest it's ever happened. I think it's super cool, but I really wish they didn't do it in December. December is such a hard month. <laughs> like I cannot travel to New Jersey in December. I can't do it. It is hard. They clearly don't seem to be struggling for it. I so I know. It looked like a good time, and it got tons of coverage. I mean, they got a big spread in People Magazine. and It was really nice because some people in our Facebook group also like shared photos. Yes. And I was like, that looks so fun. But, you know, we are going on the Hallmark Channel cruise next November, so we're going to have some fun of our own. I'm very excited. And have you ever heard me get very excited <laughs> about travel or a cruise? I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Mm. It's 11 months away, but I cannot wait. Mm. All right. Let's hear a synopsis of a season for family. Sure. Maddie's adopted son, Wesley, has just one Christmas wish, to meet his brother, Cody, who was adopted into a different family. Cody's father, Paul, is a widower who is not ready to have the adoption conversation with his own son. However, circumstances bring the two brothers unknowingly together and they become fast friends while sparks fly between Maddie and Paul, starring Stacey Farber and Brendan Penny. It's time for news and notes. This movie was directed by Kevin Fair. He's a prolific Hallmark director with 43 total directing credits, including the 2023 Countdown to Christmas kickoff movie, Checking It Twice. A season for family was written by Stephen Sessions. Stephen has 29 writing credits, including North to Home and A Winter Getaway for Hallmark. He's also written a number of renovation and home and garden style shows like House Hunters, Rate My Space, and Design on a Dime. I love those house renovation shows. I freaking love them. Brendan Penny plays Paul. Among his 57 acting credits include a swoon-worthy performance in The Wedding Cottage earlier this year. He's a bit of a Hallmark darling. He first appeared on the network in 2015 in The Gourmet Detective. That was not a starring role for him. But since then, he has appeared in multiple movies per year on the channel, as well as a starring role in every season of the series Chesapeake Shores. Stacey Farber plays Maddie. Stacey became a star during her 126 run on Degrassi, The Next Generation, which a Nickelodeon show? Is that right? I think it's a Canadian show that maybe was picked up by Nickelodeon, but Degrassi is real Canadian. Oh, she went on to appear in two episodes of Unreal and making her Hallmark debut in Butler's in Love. She's also a regular on Virgin River. That's right. Benjamin Jacobson plays Wesley. He appeared on two episodes of The CW's Nancy Drew alongside Scott Wolf. I'm drawing the... Count on a Christmas six degrees of separation map in my mind here. <laughs> totally. He also appeared in A Fabled Holiday and Mystery on Mistletoe Lane as part of his 17 acting credits. Was he the younger son on Mystery on Mistletoe Lane? He, no, he plays the young version of... Oh. Yes. Oh. Of, Azriel Dahlman plays Cody. He's a budding Hallmark darling with appearances in Sweet Carolina... 
Coyote Creek Christmas, time for them to come home for Christmas, and we need a little Christmas. He has 40 acting credits with seven upcoming projects, including the Hallmark series, Holidayzed. Yeah, where is it? Where's Holidayzed? The people want to know. I have an update. <gasps> I can't wait. You need to listen to our episode on of Round and Round. Come back for that episode next week. Edward Ruddle plays Jeremy. I think my personal favorite title among his 34 acting credits is Single and Ready to Jingle. Mm. His first acting role was as Beer Luge Guy in the iconic movie Hot Tub Time Machine. I like that movie. Me too. It's been a minute since I've seen it, and I can't tell you anything about it. Just I remember enjoying it when I watched it. My husband loves it and watches it annually. Cameron Bancroft plays Charles, a.k.a. Joe Bradley from Beverly Hills 90210. He has 90 acting credits and is getting the Barbara Nevin grandpa treatment from Hallmark. We haven't seen him on the network since Cody Creek Christmas in 2021. Now, I have a little um, addition here. Yeah. I had caught bits of this movie weeks ago mm-hmm, and saw Cameron Bancroft and it always like takes the air out of my sails when I see him. Because you consider him a contemporary, even oh, though he is a little older than we are. Yes. He's he's 56. Um, I'm 48. Anyway, um, I snapped a picture of it and uh, I am very active on Reddit, including a Beverly Hills 9021 group. And I dropped that picture in there and I was like, guys, this is Joe Bradley. And people did not believe me. <gasps> they, were like, they were like, no way, that's that's not him. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's totally him. Like he does Hallmark movies. This is him. This is him. That's wild that they didn't know that about him. I, I know. I was like, they're not really up on their 90210. Where are they now? Jessica Sipos plays Sister Taylor. This season, she also starred in Mistletoe Connection for Up TV. It wouldn't be a Hallmark resume without an appearance on Unreal, for which Jessica racked up four episodes among her 22 total acting credits. You ready for first impressions? I am. Go ahead. I already leaned into it a little bit earlier. I die a little inside every time I see Cameron Bancroft playing a silver-haired grandpa. Yeah, silver fox, but... I mean, does he have to be a grandpa every time? I know. Let me just tell you, I showed my husband last night because my husband watches or has watched yeah, my too. And I with should me. show him. Uh huh. And I was like, do you know who this is? And he guessed who it was. And I was like, the dude. Now, okay, hear me out. I go, the dude needs to color his hair so he can play like roles that are more age appropriate for him. And my husband says, Maybe this is how he's getting the roles is because he has, you know, gray, silver hair. Whereas, like, the competition's too stiff to play the, like, younger roles. So, yeah, he's going to play the grandpa. Yeah, and he still looks fan freaking tastic, right? So you look at him and you're like, well, we'd rather have hot grandpa. Mm. You yeah. get that coin, Joe Bradley. <laughs> Well, you know, it was so funny because my husband goes, I hope I look like him at 56. Right. I was like, I know. And side note, not that it matters, but I did look up his co-star in this movie, Laura Solstice, who we see in Hallmark a ton. Yeah. She is older than him. Yeah. 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 It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I just wanted to. No, casting's a funny thing. My first impression is, Brendan Penny, put your glasses back on because you're not seeing things very clearly. Ooh. Ooh. 
we might have a disagreement on our hands here. Let's get into what we liked. Okay. Overall, I thought this movie was fairly enjoyable. Enjoyable enough. Yeah. I did think it was fairly predictable. Mm-hmm. And I did find myself a little frustrated at the push and pull of telling the kids what was going on. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, does it have to be this complicated or is it this complicated? I don't know. So I was like frustrated watching it. I agree with you that I found this pretty enjoyable to watch. I think I've said it before, but I think this season we're seeing a bigger mix than we ever have before of big swings and new changes mixed with classic Hallmark formulas. And I don't hate the Hallmark formula when it's done well. I think I'm okay with movies that are doing it the old way when we get performances that make me care about the characters. And in this case, I don't think the story was perfect, but I love seeing Stacey Farber again, and I think she's the standout role in this movie. Interesting. Hmm. She didn't leave that big of a mark on me. Okay. I, I'm i trying to think back to Butlers in Love, and I can't remember if I fully enjoyed that movie. I think you did. I don't remember if I loved it. She's a fine actor. Standout? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to argue with you about it. Okay. Hey, so story-wise, I thought – I got the impression that Maddie was really trying to pressure Paul into telling Cody about the adoption. Mm. And I was like, lady, it's like so not your place. But but on the other hand, the agreement between Paul and his now passed-on wife – you know, not wanting to tell Cody, it needed to be reevaluated because who would have guessed Wesley would have come into this picture, right? Yes, I have a lot to say about that, but not here, but yes. Okay, all right. I think it was definitely a complicated situation. I just, I don't, I don't really know what the perfect scenario is there. Do you think they ended on the perfect scenario? Okay, I mean, if we're here, we're here. Here's all my wishes. Are we still keeping adoption a secret from kids? Because... Mm-hmm. I think all of the research suggests this is can be very damaging to children to do mm-hmm. this. Um, I mean, set aside the fact that this kid was born in the era of smartphones so that there's there's not a single hospital photo. There's not a pregnancy photo. Like, kids ask, like, tell me about when I was born. Are you making up stories? Are you brushing him off? This doesn't make sense to me. Mm. The resolution for me is sticky because you have these two boys who are brothers who are in theory going to be in each other's lives now but we end with I think I'm falling in love with you it loses a point there for me immediately because Mm. she's been in town for a week Mm -hmm. and if there ever was a case for moving very cautiously (laughs) this is it because you burn hot and fast and things don't work out and then you've got a mess as opposed to oh we realized over time that we were better off as friends but we want to still be there for our children there's a lot of mess here that doesn't work for me yeah 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 yeah. i agree i absolutely agree to your point i do think you're right that paul slash Brendan penny needed to reevaluate his priorities had why his wife had passed there's I understand there's like this loyalty to your spouse, but at some point you're the parent, 
you and your wife could not have possibly predicted all of the future circumstances that were going to confront you and your son. You need to adapt. You need to be the parent here and make decisions that make sense now in that moment. I agree. I kind of felt for the guy because he did not see it coming, right? Mm. And I didn't think it was fair to be on Maddie's timeline, you know, just because Wesley wanted to know. He knew he had this brother out there. He just wasn't ready to tell. He was put in a really unfair, sticky situation. But I agree with you that adoption shouldn't be this big secret. I agree that he was put in a messy situation, and I don't envy that. Um, And I don't think Maddie should get to make the decision. But I think the bigger issue for me here, and of course, everybody listening, I'm speaking as not a parent who has adopted or has children who have been adopted. So again, take this with a giant grain of salt. Once the boys were in each other's lives, regardless of what Maddie wanted, I think it became about is it fair now that this lie has compounded? Okay, now I've never told you that you're adopted. And now I know that this boy is your biological brother. And I'm going to continue the lie, which also involves keeping that from you too. Mm -hmm. It's sticky. It's messy. Yeah, I think they need like a therapist in this situation. A hundred percent. Everybody in this, they immediately need therapy. Piggybacking on that, I did think it was sweet when the boys learned that they were siblings. It was like heavy on the cheese, but it was cute. Like I was happy for them. Me too. When you're that age, you like want your best friend to be your brother or sister. So that was super cool. I thought that was cute. That was cute. Here's another thing that I liked. When Paul realizes who Maddie is and he's like, okay, start at the beginning. And I was like, thank God that she goes through the whole story now because Mm -hmm. I was like, if we would have just jumped in, like as a viewer, I would have been like, what the hell is happening? How is this even possible, right? Yeah. So I'm glad that like they took us through that like whole situation of her telling him and now we all have a better understanding of what we're dealing with. Yeah, great point. I liked that Cody was constantly putting Paul, his father, in his place with lines like, you said that's great, but your face doesn't seem like you mean it. And then later pointing out, he's like, I'm a kid, but I have ears. Like, you guys have not exactly been subtle about the fact that I'm adopted. I just like that Paul blew this up into a very big deal, which of course it was. And his kid was like, dude, just... Just talk to me like another. Just put a pin in that note there for a second. It's in my did you see that? Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, Do you have any other wishes? Because I have a few. Let's get into it. Go ahead. Okay. So I wish Paul wasn't such a hot mess. Like his business, he's like completely distracted and unorganized. And he's like saying stuff like, oh, Susan used to handle all this stuff. I'm like, dude, get it together. Like you are a single parent. Now get your life in order. But moreover, I hated That he was, like, on the brink of losing his business. Like, why pile all these terrible things onto Mm. this one man? Did we have to have him losing his business in this movie, too? Is that just a checkbox for Hallmark? I I think it gives him the impetus to want to leave town when things don't work out. I had mixed feelings about that because on the one hand, I can only imagine being the solitary breadwinner for your child. Your business is failing, so you're going to take any opportunity that comes your way. Like, I see this job. I'm going to take it. I know it's going to be a paycheck without considering all of the other factors at play. Mm -hmm. At the other hand, I was like, just 
sit down and take a breath and think for a minute before you hop on a plane and move your kid away from the only life he's ever known. Seriously. I just, I, I hate when it feels like, oh, we're going to throw this other, like, roadblock into the way. I just felt like he was making so many decisions from a real place of anxiety, mm. which I could understand sure. and relate to. But at the same time, as a viewer, I was like, just... Please take a breath. He finds out that he's not going to be able to work at the hotel and he kind of blows things up with Maddie. I was like, okay, dude, just chill. Seriously. Now, I know he had a sister and that was great, but they never said anything about his parents, right? Or his former in-laws either. Like, there's got to be family in town that he could talk to. They mentioned his parents, but I don't think they live there. Oh, Okay. He just has the sister, and I think the sister was a good grounding force for him. She was like, okay, we love you, and we support you. We loved your wife, but it's okay for you to make decisions for your family as they work now. Right. Okay, here's another wish I have, and uh, you're not going to be surprised. I wish the kids would have been more like kids. Oh, yeah, they're like a little too smart. I would like, they're like little abhorring adults in kids' bodies. (laughs) Like, two of the most well-behaved kids of all time. Yeah. I was always like, happy, always yeah. excited about whatever the next plan is. Not like, oh, do I have to go to ski school today, mom? Right, exactly. <laughs> Mine would be like, I don't know anybody. I don't want to go. You yeah. know? <laughs> yes. It's cold. It was hard. I fell. <laughs> they were always so, like chipper and excited for the season. I was just like, get out of here. I have a one more Paul Brendan question. Mm. He tells Maddie when she tells him, like, I'm going to stay. I'm going to be the GM at the hotel. His first reaction is, I never would have agreed to the boys being friends if I knew you were staying. Yeah, that's weird, right? First Why? of all, that's not a train you can control <laughs> exactly. a lot. Mm-hmm. And B, you're so protective of this little secret that you have. That's not child-centered thinking. Like We're not thinking about what's best for Cody here. You're just like, wow, this is making life my life so much harder, and I'm forced to confront things that I am not ready to confront. Totally. And therefore, I am angry with you. And then yeah. the next night, I am falling in love with you. Yeah. Yikes, Cody. I mean... Talk about red. therapy. They need I was couples like, red therapy. Flag. <laughs> There's a guy on TikTok. You guys, I'm going to share it in our Girls Gone Hallmark Instagram stories. He's the red flag guy. And so he oh. stitches red, like when guys are exhibiting red flag behavior. And he comes mm-hmm. running through with a giant physical red flag. It's the best <laughs> thing you've ever seen. Check out our Instagram stories today. Oh, exciting. Are you ready for Did You See That? I am. First of all... We've seen this hotel space before in other Hallmark movies. (laughs) I think maybe Coyote Creek Christmas and Right in Front of Me are the two that come to top of mind. Oh, nice. Did you even realize? I didn't clock that. Same big fireplace. They have that weird kitchen situation inside. Oh, the exposed kitchen kind of? Yeah, it's weird. Hey, did you notice there's a scene where Paul and Maddie are in the kitchen looking at snowman cookies? And those snowman cookies look actually homemade instead of like perfect Mm. bakery snowmen. I was impressed. Yeah, that was good. I wonder who did that. Some PA. I know. What PA was like, (laughs) I'm baking cookies for a movie that I'm working on right now. (laughs) There are worse jobs. 
What was up with the mini bowling balls? And I'm asking you because I'm hoping you can give me a oh, I inside baseball here. I do know the answer to that. It is called candle pin bowling. Uh, candle pin bowling is primarily played in Canada and New England. But yes, that is a totally different. Thought it was they, very weird. But also, they don't have regular <laughs> regular bowling. They don't have bowling like what we know bowling I'm, to be in Canada? I'm sure they have both. I like the idea of throwing the smaller ball. Me too. That's exactly what I thought. I'm like, that's so much less embarrassing than the giant ball you're heaving down the lane. And I'm telling you, like, my body hurts the next day after Uh bowling. Like, throwing that big 10-pound ball down. (laughs) No, I don't want to do that. Uh, I would much rather throw, like, a softball-sized ball down the... Yes, I find bowling to be humiliating. And I say this as a parent of a child who... (laughs) bowls competitively (laughs) i had to bowl with him last year and it was the most embarrassing hour of my life did you make them put the gutters up for you no way no way play like a champion oh yeah play like a champion those are called the bumpers that's what they're called the bumpers for the gutters right yeah did you happen to catch the writing on the letter to santa Mm, no Okay, how old do you, do you think these boys are? Mm, ten, at least. Ten, because the one's older, right? Because they're okay. This letter to Santa was written like it was written by a preschooler, and PlayStation was like spelled all wrong, like like a backwards S. <laughs> it was yes, it was that bad. And then we are to think Cody wrote this letter, and like two scenes later, he's like figures out he's adopted. But he can't write PlayStation. I, like, what? He what? has emotional maturity to say, you said that's great, but it doesn't seem like that's great, but spells S-H-U-N at the end of PlayStation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think that's exactly how it was. I was like, come on, people. This yeah. is bad. What did you rate a season for family? I gave it three stars. You gave it 3.25 stars. Oh, look at you. I think I think all season long you have rated these movies higher than me. Most of them. Does that just make me a hater then? I don't know. <laughs> the rating system is meaningless, by the it way. Is. All vibes. All vibes. Thank you for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. Believe it or not, we still have two more weeks of holiday movie reviews coming at you. Before we kick off new movies in January, plus a brand new throwback series in January, we did debut our January schedule in our Facebook group. So hop on over there if you'd like to see what's coming. And, you know, you can always leave us a rating and review before you go. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.